The BBC presents Jet Morgan in Journey into Space. spherical ship which we'd pursued across the Argier Desert had, although we were unaware of it for two days, landed on the uppermost terrace of the pyramid-shaped city lying in the wide Martian Canal. One of the crew, McLean, who we believed had been carried to the city in the mysterious ship, was now back with us, but in a deep hypnotic sleep. When the spherical craft took off again, Jet, Lemmy, and I followed in the land trucks in the direction it had taken. We believed that Besides the rest of McLean's crew, this strange craft also contained Mitch, our engineer. But we were wrong. At that time, Mitch was, or imagined he was, back on Earth, in Australia, being cared for by a sheep farmer and his wife, who believed the engineer to be suffering from sunstroke. Now, calm down. You're not well. Aren't I? Or maybe I'm not. Or maybe you're not. Neither you or that dingo hunter I met up with last night. It's a conspiracy. It's... It's a plot to send me mad. Lie down on that bed. I won't lie down. Not until I get to the bottom of this. I said lie down. I said I won't lie down. Martha, hand me that rifle. Oh, no, John, be careful. I said give it to me now. You keep your distance. Not before you tell me what's going on. What are you doing up here on Mars? What are you... That's where I am, isn't it? I warn you. What are you doing with a black beetle for a dog? A dog that whistles like a bird. Keep away. Well, what kind of sheep do you have that, that sound like a lot of hooting owls? For the last time, stay where you are. And another thing I... No, John, don't! Now get back on that bed. Next time I won't shoot over your head, do you hear me? All right, then. I'll go back. You're a sick man. We're trying to help you. Yes, yeah, 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 I'm sick. I'm going to lock you in here. What for? Because I can't trust you. How do I know that the minute my back is turned, you won't try to attack me again, me or my wife? I won't. I, I promise you. I'll make sure you won't. I'll call up the doctor again, see if he can get over today. There you are. Maybe he'll bring the flying ambulance and take you to his place where you can be properly looked after. Martha and I have enough to do without having a raving lunatic on our hands as well. Anything you say, I won't give you any more trouble. Well, I'll leave the tray here. If you want anything more to eat or drink, you can help yourself. Thanks. Thanks. I shall leave you now. Don't try to break out. Remember, I'll have this gun with me from now on. All right, Martha, we'll call out the doctor again. Yes, John. What? What's going on? What's happening to me? <laughs> I'm going crazy, that's it. There never was any space fleet. I never even left the Earth. I'm as crazy as a goose! Stark raving man! Yes, Jet. We're going to halt. Bring your truck up alongside mine, will you? Yes, mate. And tell Doc to come out into your cabin. I want him to take a look at what lies ahead. Why, have you seen something? Yes, Lemmy, I have. Hello, Doc. Yes, Lemmy. Come on into the driving cabin, will you? Jet's seen something and we're stopping. Be right with you. 
Hello, Jet. I'm in the driving cabin now. What's up? Oh, hello, Doc. Have you got the glasses there? Yes. Well, you see that rather high dune on the horizon? Uh, yes. Do you see something on it? A, a box-like object? Yes, just. Well, turn the glasses on it. Now, tell me what you think it is. Well, hang on a minute. Hmm. If I were on Earth, I'd say that it was a single-storied house of some kind. Do you see two smaller buildings at the side? A little way from the main structure, to the left. Yes, I do. This must be the place Frank told us about. Hey, you can just make out the fences. Hey, let me take a look, will you, Doc? Sure, let me. Ah. Well? Yes, it's just like I say. Hey, wait a minute. Jet, are you looking at the moment? Yes, what? I can see somebody or something moving. From one of the little buildings towards the big one. Can you see it? Yes, yes, I can. Now he seems to have disappeared round the far side. That must be a house. And that must be the geese who lives in it. Well, what do we do now, Jet? We've got to get a closer look at that place, find out exactly what it is. Now, if I went alone and on foot, by using the sand dunes for cover, I might get close enough to get a good look at it. Leave us here in the truck, you mean? Yeah. And supposing you're seen. Yeah, I need to run for cover in a hurry. Oh, that's a chance I'll have to take. No, Jet, that's too risky. You're right, Doc. Don't let him go. Then what do you suggest? Well, that we stay in the truck. Of course. That we still use the dunes as a cover and get as close to that place as we can. Oh, we're supposing we haven't already been seen. Yes. Then we approach on foot as near as we dare. That's it. The three of us. Eh? There's greater strength in numbers, Lemmy. Yes, Doc, but number three is pretty near to zero in my way of thinking. And what about McLean? If all of us leave the trucks, he'll be left back there in the living quarters alone. No, I don't think it'll hurt, Lenny. Since we left the valley, he's just laying there on the bed. He hasn't said a word or moved a muscle in all that time. Oh, very well, Doc. That's what we'll do. I'll leave, but Lemmy, you keep your truck close behind. We'll stay on the lowest possible level all the way. Yes, Jet. Motor on. And there we go. Motor roll. Jet, do you think we were seen? Not unless they saw us before we took to cover. Now, we'll leave the trucks here and then climb to the top of that dune. The house or whatever it is is on the other side. All right, Lemmy, get your suit on. Go outside and walk over to Jet's truck. I'll be out as soon as I've checked on McLean. Yes, Doc. McLean okay? Yeah, Jet. I disconnected the airlock in the living quarters. He couldn't possibly get out, even if he wanted to. And we can only get in through the driving cabin now. Hey, where's Lemmy? Oh. Isn't he still inside? Oh, no, Jed. I, I sent him out first and told him to come over here and wait. But he... Oh, there he is, coming from behind the cargo truck. What on earth is he carrying? Hey, Lemmy. Come in, Jed. What have you got there? Three of the biggest monkey wrenches I could find. What for, Lemmy? To protect ourselves with. That's what for. Who knows what we're going to meet on the other side of that sand dune. Oh, well, maybe it'll be a good idea to carry something. Uh, take one, Doc. Okay, Jed. Now, come on. Let's get up the top. Hold it. All right, Doc. Let me... Now, you wait here. I'll go right to the top and look over the edge. If it's okay, you can follow me. You bet. And you be careful, mate. Don't you let nobody see you. Oh, I will. Don't you worry. I don't like this, Doc. If anybody should appear between us and those trucks right now, how would we get back? Oh, that's pretty unlikely, Lemmy. Hello, Doc. Yeah, Jeff. I'm at the top now and looking over the edge, directly down on that house or whatever it is. Well? Those pens are full of peculiar animals. Like we ain't got enough trouble. How peculiar? But there's no other sign of life. Can we come up, Jeff? Well, do you think it's wise? Three of us are more likely to be detected than one. But if there's no sign of life up there anyhow, what difference does it make? Oh, well, come on then, but keep your heads down. All right, up you go, Lemmy. Yes, Doc. Blimey. What are they? I've never seen anything like that in a zoo. They look rather like anteaters. Yeah, see how they poke their long snouts into the ground. They're probably rooting for food. So there is animal life on Mars. And what animals? Enough to drive a bloke on the wagon for the rest of his life. Hey, Doc, 
Do you think that's dangerous? Heaven knows, Clemmy. Hold it. Stay still. Uh, don't move. Huh? There's somebody at the other side of the large building. Oh. What does he look like? If it is a he. I don't know. I caught only a glimpse of him. I think he'll appear in a minute round the far corner. Hadn't we better duck down out of sight? No, no. If we stay still, he might not notice us. There he is. Good grief. He's just a normal person. Human, like us. And that's a gun he's carrying. Oh, blimey. Now, what use is a monkey wrench going to be against that? It sounds like he's got a dog with him. And here it comes. A dog, did I say? It looks more like an overgrown beetle. To... Hey, that dog. It's got six legs. Land sakes, it has, too. Oh, no, and... Hey, look, that man's turning in our direction. He's bound to see us. Danny? I don't know, Lemmy. Don't move. Maybe he won't. What's he doing now? Looks as though somebody called him. Yes, that's just what he must have been, Doc. He's, he's going back again. He, he's going inside. Oh. Well, let's thank our lucky stars for that. Uh, he's gone. Now, let's get back to the trucks. Do me a favor. I'd feel a lot safer in there. Oh, very well, Lemmy. You and Doc go back. I, me and Doc? Well, what about you? I'm going down there to introduce myself, as you might say. Down there? On your own? It's the only thing to do. We'll never find out anything sitting up here and just watching from a distance. No, Jeff, not alone. If you're going, I'm coming with you. Yes, mate, me and all. If that bloke down there is unfriendly, he's not likely to take on the three of us. Lemmy's right, Jeff. It's safer to stick together. Oh, very well, Doc, but leave the monkey wrenches here. Hey? The surest way to receive a friendly welcome is to look friendly. And a two-foot wrench looks anything but. Now let's go. Martha, what's the trouble? You went outside. But only to the sheep pen. Well, you promised not to leave me alone in the house while that man was still here. But there hasn't been a sound out of him for an hour or more. Well, there was a sound out of him just then. Huh? He yelled something at the top of his voice. Well, what was it? I don't know. But so long as he's in the house, I don't want you to leave it. Supposing he should suddenly try to break out of that room. He can't. The door's locked. He could break it down. He'd have to be pretty strong to do that. Madmen have the strength of ten men. I tell you, Martha, he's only delirious. He's been out in the sun too long. I think there's more to it than that. Just to talk to him makes me feel all peculiar. As though I was talking to somebody from another world. Ah, you're imagining things again. Maybe I am. But the sooner the doctor gets here, the happier I'll be. Meanwhile, I'll thank you to stay inside. Oh, very well, Martha, if you say so. We've sorted out so they keep the front door. Wait, listen. It must be the other side, Lemmy. Well, what is it? I, I thought I heard voices. Voices? Yes, strange-sounding voices. As though they were coming from a great distance. Didn't you hear them? No, I didn't. Well, there's a window, Doc. There they go again. Surely you heard that. No, Martha, I didn't hear anything. Somebody said... Something about a window. Uh, it must be the stranger talking in his sleep. No, John, it was more than one voice. Then why didn't I hear them? Now, look, Martha, you must try to relax. You're getting all worked up over nothing. Now, why don't you make yourself a nice cup of tea? Well, look, can you see anything? No, Jet. There are curtains blocking the view. Jet! Somebody said Jet! Jet! What? Jet? Well, let's keep going, Doc. Maybe around the corner we'll find a door. And Doc! Another voice said something to somebody called Doc. Now, look, Martha, if this is a joke, it's gone far enough. It's not a joke. 
Don't you remember? Jep and Doc are two of the names that fellow in the next room was raving about. Jep, Doc, and uh, one other name I can't remember. I think you'd better lie down, Martha. Do you think I'm delirious, too? That I've got a touch of the sun? Look, as soon as the doctor gets here, I'll tell him he's got to take the stranger away with him. I don't know. I heard someone talking. Then why didn't I? <laughs> I don't know why you didn't. I is... only know I did, John. Now, look, if it'll make you feel any better, I'll go outside and see if I can see anybody. No, John, don't leave me. Well, then, pull yourself together. Next thing you'll be saying... Who's that? Somebody at the door. Quiet, boy. Quiet! Must be the flying doctor. Then why didn't we hear him land? Because we were too busy talking about your stupid voices. But he's never knocked before. He's always walked straight in. That's true, I'd better go and see who it is. No, John. Well, now, why not? There's no sense in sitting here and letting him knock the door down, whoever he is. John, don't go. I'm scared. Well, I'll take the rifle with no, me. No, John, please don't leave me. Let me come with you. Don't sound like there's anybody at home after all. But there must be. We saw somebody go into this building not ten minutes ago. Then he must be deaf. What should we do, Doc? Go in? Give it one more try, Jeff. Hey, not too old. Make the stake that door's in. You'll knock it off with hinges. It certainly could do with a little repair. Yeah, the whole place seems to be pretty dilapidated. Oh, open the door, Jeff, and let's go in. I don't think anybody intends to answer our knocks. Okay, Doc. <laughs> I don't know. I just felt a kind of foreboding as that door opened, that's all. I'll lead the way now. Keep close together. Okay, Jet. This place feels so cold, like a tomb. What kind of people could possibly live in here? From what we saw up on the sand dunes, ordinary human beings like ourselves. And for ordinary human beings, they seem to have an extraordinary taste in furniture. What's this contraption supposed to be? It looks like a table, but very crudely made. Yeah. Oh, I suppose this is meant to be a chair. I should think so. No, let me. Don't touch it. I just wanted to see what it was made of, that's all. Don't touch anything. Just look at the state of these walls. This place is virtually a ruin. And yet it seems so clean and tidy. Hey, Jet, over here on the wall. What is it, Lemmy? Well, a photograph, it looks like, but it's so faded you can hardly see the picture. What's it a photograph of? Looks like a man and a woman on a beach in bathing suits. Kind of old-fashioned ones at that. Yeah, kind of costume my old man wears in some of the pictures in the family album back home. Wait a minute. Here's an inscription. What does it say? John and Martha, Bondi Beach, Christmas 1935. On the occasion of our first wedding anniversary. Bondi Beach? Are you sure you're reading right? <laughs> you can see it for yourself, can't you? Yeah, but... but... Who's John and Martha? How should I know, Lemmy? And how did that picture get here? Hey! Here, that wouldn't be a picture of that fellow we saw outside just now, would it? How could it? However that picture got here, it was taken 36 years ago. The man we saw would be far too young for that to be a picture of him. Yeah. Yeah, he would be. Wouldn't he? Well, it certainly don't look as though there's anybody at home. Here. Let's go back to the truck. No, Lemmy. This is only one room. There must be others. But you can't go walking through people's houses uninvited. 
How would you like it if you were sitting at home back on earth and three Martians walked through the kitchen while you was having your dinner? I hope they'd have been well-mannered enough to knock first. In which case, I'd have been well-mannered enough to answer them. But, Jet, mate, that fellow we saw may be just what he wants is for us to come in here. Maybe that's why he showed himself when we were up on the sand dunes. He was leading us into a trap. He intends to make Whittakers out of us, like they've done to McLean and even Mitch, possibly. Look, let me... If you can't go through with this, you're welcome to go back and wait for us in the truck. I'll stick with you, mate. Then don't let's have any more argument. I'm just putting a point of view, that's all. Then let that be the end of it. Now, come on. There's obviously nobody here, so let's try the next room. Some people are never satisfied. Hey, listen. They keep a canary. Or is that Martian language for come in? What do you make of it, Doc? I don't know, Jet. Sounds to me like some kind of an insect. A, a cricket. Or it might, as Lemmy says, be a kind of... Oh, whatever it is, it doesn't seem to like us knocking at the door. It makes no attempt to open it, either. Hey, Jeff, what are you doing? I'm going to open the door, of course. But before you know what's behind it... How do you suggest we find that out unless I do open it? Jeff, better be on the safe side. Open it just a little way. Oh, I will, Doc. Don't you worry. God, grief! What is it, Jeff? It's that... that... Beetle we saw outside. Oh, don't just stand there with a the door off open. Shut it before that thing takes a seat out of our flying suit. Oh, I don't think it will, Lemmy. He seems more scared of us than we are of him. There, you see. Look how he backs away from me. Oh, what a horrible-looking animal. Yeah, to us, Lemmy, maybe. But whoever owns him, he probably looks extremely handsome. Yeah. Hey, then what must his owner look like? Come on, I don't think it'll give us any trouble. In you go, Lemmy. But... Me? Yes, and hurry up. Uh, 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 good beetle. Good boy. No, 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 I won't hurt you. Go on, Lemmy. It couldn't be further away from us if it tried. Good boy. Down. Down now. Down. Hey, that thing understands English. It got down. It folded up its back legs and sat down on the floor. <laughs> Must be a fox terrier beetle. Here, up you get. Up. Come on. Yep. Oh, no, blimey, he's coming in. Oh, it's Jet, Jet, mate, keep him all down. Down, boy. There, that stopped him. He seems to be trained just like a dog. He must have excellent hearing, too. And the only way we can talk to each other is over our radios, and yet that thing hears what we say as though we were talking to him directly. Well, how does he do it? I tell you, Jet, he either has incredibly sharp hearing or else some kind of telepathic communication is possible between it and us. Telepathy? Yeah. In which case, it wouldn't matter which language we spoke in, or even if we didn't speak to him at all. Well, now that he is sitting down, do you think he'll stay sitting? Well, if he follows us, it's too bad, but I don't think he's likely to do us any harm. Now, come on. Let's see where the door at the end of this passage leads to. I'm beginning to think there's nobody in this place at all. Then what happened to that man we saw outside, Lemmy? Eh, Doc. We could have imagined him, couldn't we? Just as I imagined I was back home in London when I got lost in that city back there in the valley. Then why is his dog here? Well, that could be an illusion and all. Well, it looks solid enough to me. I believe that six-legged poodle is real. Well, why don't you go and tickle behind his ears just to make sure? No, thanks. My eyes are good enough proof for me. I think we've drawn a blank again. Still no response to our knocks. Look, give it one more try, Jet. If you still get the same result, we'll just have to walk in again without being asked. Somebody answered. Hello? Who's there? No, it can't be. Can't be what? What? It sounded like Mitch's voice. What? Yes. Mitch? Here? 
Hello? Hello? Mitch, say, cut out that banging. If you have anything to say, say it. I can hear you. It is Mitch. And this door's locked. Hello, Mitch. Mitch, answer me. If you have nothing to say, go away and leave me alone. Oh, he can't hear you, Jeff. But why not? We can hear him, can't we? We've got to get in there, Doc, and get him out. If you all me, it doesn't sound as though he wants to come out. Well, we'll have to break that door down. No, Jet. You might damage your suit. Lemmy. Yes, Jet. Go back into the next room. Bring me that chair we saw in there. Yes, Jet. Hey, well, now, wait a minute. Rudolph is sitting right in front of the door. Then push him out of the way. What do you mean? Push him out of the hey, way. Go on, Lemmy. Hurry up. Yes, mate. Hello, Mitch. Mitch, it's Jet. Mitch, can you hear me? It's Jet. Sunstroke has driven me crazy. Sheep farmer? Mitch, what are you talking about? A couple that took me in. There's certainly sheep they have in the pens outside, aren't they? Mitch, they're not sheep. I don't know why I scared him so much, Doc. No good enough to me. Made up this bed with nice, clean sheep. Sheep, and... did he say? That bed's nothing but a heap of furs made up on the floor. Yeah, Jet. Furs from those peculiar animals in the pens outside. Oh, why don't you sit down and make yourself at home? I need a couple of minutes to get dressed anyway. And where do we sit? There are chairs enough, aren't there? Two armchairs by the fire and a sofa in the window. Armchairs? Oh, I've been wondering what they were supposed to be. Oh, I could make better furniture myself out of an old orange box. Lemmy. Uh, yes, Mitch, we will sit down. Thank you. Um, over here by the window, though, it's it's rather warm in here. Hey, what Come is... on, Lemmy. And you, Jeff. What on earth has happened to him, Doc? Whatever has happened to him, he thinks he's on a sheep farm somewhere. And that this room is a part of a completely furnished farmhouse. Hey, must be crackers. No, Lemmy. Just changed. Change to what? I don't know. Hey, Doc. He's not another Whitaker, is he? Well, Lemmy, whatever he is, he sees things quite differently from what they are. Goodness knows where he thinks he is. Or who we are supposed to be. Why did he think we might have brought an ambulance with us? Because he believes he's sick and we've come to take him away. Look, so long as he thinks that, that's what we'll do. We'll take him back to the truck with us. At least we'll have him back again and then... Hey, what's that? Oh, that... Beetle, it's outside. What's worrying the dog? Dog? He thinks it's a dog. What's he kicking up that row for? Have you got somebody else out there? No, Mitch boy. It's only us. Well, something's worrying him. Oh, blimey. I know what... Here, look out there. That ship we've been following, it's just landed outside. Dog, it has too. 
And not a hundred yards from the house. Doc! Doc! Who's that calling me? Stay where you are. Don't go into the house. It's the man we saw from up on the dunes. And there's a woman with him. And it's not you. He's calling Doc. He's running towards that ship like the devil was after him. What was that? Did you say a plane just landed? Yes, Mitch. But didn't you just land? No, we came here in the trucks. Trucks? What trucks? The land trucks, of course, of the land fleet. The farmer told me you'd be flying here. But how could he, Mitch? That farmer, as you call him, couldn't even know we were coming. Who are you? Aren't you the flying doctor? You might call me that. From Alice Springs? Where? Alice Springs? Look, Mitch, put your clothes on. Come on. Well, where to? Back to the trucks, of course. Now, come on, Mitch. Take your hands off me. Hey, Jet, that ship. Two men have come out of it, and that man and woman are talking to him and pointing over here. Hey? Look, come on, Mitch. Take your hands off me, I said. I'm not going with anybody until I know who you are. We told you, Mitch. We're Jet, Lemmy, and Doc of the Mars Space Fleet. You're one of our crew. Mars Space Fleet. Yes, Mitch, we landed here nine days ago in the flagship Discovery, and you too. This is Mars, and you're one of us. You're crazy, the whole lot of you. This is Australia. Australia? Now, keep away. Mitch, you must believe us. There's three men from the ship. They're coming towards the house, and that sheep farmer is pointing towards this room. He must be telling them we're we're in here. Hadn't we better get back to the truck? Yes, we had. Now, come on, Doc. Grab Mitch, and let's go. Keep up, you hear? Keep off or I'll hit you with this chair. Mitch, will you listen to me? No, Jet, keep away. You'll damage your helmet. Keep off, do you hear? We're nearly here, Doc. Let's get water going. It's good. Mitch, we're your friends. We want to help you. Come a step nearer and I'll let you have it. Jet, look out. Jet! Oh, blimey, that's torn it. His helmet's bust wide open. Stop him! He's beat it. And if you ask me, he looked pretty scared. Now, shall I go after no, him? No, Lemmy. Jet, look. Increase your oxygen supply. Turn it on full. I've done that already, Doc. Uh, can you find some way to block this hole? Uh, hurry up. Lemmy, th- that curtain. Bring it over here, quick. Right. What are you going to do? Stuff that hole with it. It'll stop the leak enough for you to get back to the truck anyway. Here you are, Doc. Thanks. Now, Jet, bend your head forward. Uh-huh. That's it. Ah, what is it, Doc? Oh, this fabric, it breaks up into little pieces like it was rotten. You, you mean you can't use it? Lemmy, look, on the bed, the sheepskins, whatever they are, bring some of those. Yes, Doc. Hang on, Jet. One of those should do the trick temporarily anyway. Do you feel all right? Yeah, for the moment. I must be losing oodles of gas. Here you are. No, thanks, Lemmy. Uh, that's more like it. Uh, there. Oh, thanks, Doc. Right. Now you look like the sheik of Araby. Let's get out of here, quick. Where? Along the room, along the end of the passage. Hey, wait a minute. There's somebody coming. It's the key to what owns that beetle. And the men from out of the ship. The window. We can get out of there. Yes, come on. Hey, there's somebody out there, too. We're trapped. Right. We'll have to fight our way out. And risk all our helmets being punctured. So what else can we do? Stay where you are. Oh. Oh, well, it's pretty obvious what else we can do. Nothing. They're here. In episode 16 of Journey into Space, you heard Andrew Folds as Jet Morgan, David Kossoff as Lemmy, Guy Kingsley Pointer as Doc, Bruce Beebe as Mitch, and with David Jacobs and Maddie Head. The orchestra was conducted by Van Phillips, who also composed the music.
Journey into Space is written by Charles Chilton and produced by him in the London studios of the BBC.